close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Hi, I'm Ivory. Welcome to the show today. Today's topic is shifting into your next life purpose. Uh, This is a little different approach to it because it's going to be about what it's like when you're called to shift and you just flat out don't want to. So we'll talk about that. First, I want to say hello to my listeners in Chicago, Illinois. I'm particularly delighted to see that audience growing. A special hello to my, my daughter, Michelle, who lives in Batavia. Uh, She's in and out of the city on a regular basis. She's become uh, a big fan of Chicago. I enjoy visiting there regularly. So welcome to all of you. Let's talk about this subject because I've definitely talked about finding your life purpose and that you might be called to another one, but we haven't really talked too much about what happens when you get that calling, whether it's internal, that push that you just feel like you've got to do something, or you're actually hearing your angels talking to you saying, okay, now you're supposed to do this. Um, it's happened to me and uh, it's happened to me more than once. But the first one was when I was working in radio, my daughter, Michelle was really young and it was really fun. I made good money as a single parent. You know, I I was doing a lot of fun things. I was voicing commercials. I had a talk show. I was in charge of promotions. And I got to do a lot of just fun things and live remotes doing that. It was really fun. And so when my angels started talking to me about they wanted me to go back to school, I'd already had two different majors in college. I was a music major. I was a I was a business major, and they wanted me to go back and major in psychology and switch into that field. And at first, it was just an outside voice, you know. In, well, my angels. It wasn't me. It was my angels talking to me, and I was really quite confused by it. And I was so overwhelmed as a single parent and with my job itself that I kind of put it on the back burner. Uh, it really took. Um, I didn't want to leave it because I'm a really creative person. So that was the job that allowed me the most creativity, and I thrived in that environment. It was really great. But things started turning, and I really believe um, that things turned into a toxic work environment because I wasn't listening to my angels. So eventually it got so bad. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to keep working here because I have a daughter to support. I have to support myself, but I'm going to keep working here. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to get my degree in in psychology and move forward. 
and move into that field, but I need to keep money coming in. So I did that and things were getting worse and worse, more and more toxic in the workplace at the radio station. And I know it was partially to make me leave because it made it unbearable where I didn't even want to go in anymore, which before I used to love going in and seeing what the day would bring. But it got so bad that it was such a relief to get out of there. And I look back on it and I know that my angels did that because I wasn't moving fast enough to soothe them. They know where we're headed. Your angels know where you are headed. They know what your mission is. They know what you're preparing for and when you're supposed to step into it, when you're most needed. So you are going to get pushed. There's no doubt about it. And and I did that. And frankly, I absolutely loved working in the mental health field. And after 16 years, I would say in that 16th year, I began feeling like I maybe should stop doing my spiritual work part-time and start doing it full-time. But I loved, I was at the pinnacle of my mental health career. I finally had a position in mental health where I wasn't on call 24-7, which was amazing. I just had a nine to five job. I love the people I work with. You know, I had no problems. Um, I could have figured I'd be retiring from that job. No, my angels had other thoughts about that. And they began putting that thought in my head that I it was time to shift. And I'm like, why? I love this. I'm helping people. I am helping low income and homeless people. You know, what, what more could I possibly do? Then help the most needy people. So they're, they just were like talking about it, talking about it, that I needed to start, stop doing my readings under a, a different name without my real picture. I used to just use a picture of a beautiful pink rose. I didn't use anybody's picture, but I didn't use my real name. And they're like, now you've got to go to Sedona and you're going to do your spiritual work full time. You're going to do it under your own name and you're going to show your own face And I wanted no part of it. I'll tell you right now, I was telling a friend yesterday, I would describe that whole time as me hanging onto the doorframe, planting my feet and refusing to move forward. And they're pushing and pushing. And finally, like the, the cork out of a champagne bottle, I popped out of that doorway and off I went. But it took a dark night of the soul. It took a making me kind of turning my life inside out and upside down yet again, not by choice to get here, you know, to make me make that move. Um, It it wasn't easy. I I look back on that's one of the times in my life that I'm like uh, that, especially coming out of that dark night of the soul, moving here, starting doing this work where I think I'm not sure how I survived it. And probably you have been through at least one time in your life like that yourself, unless you are very young. um, It's probably you understand exactly what I mean by a dark night of the soul when things are hitting you just one after another. And before you can get your feet under you from one onslaught, there's something else hitting you and you just feel kind of beat up and beat down. Um, And often it is, it doesn't require it. So please don't go out there and seek one. But often going through a dark night of the soul is that difficult passage into your life purpose or the next purpose. And 
what I'm talking about, if you haven't listened to earlier shows where I talked about this, I used to think, okay, when I start doing my spiritual work full-time, here's what I'll do, and that's what I'll do the rest of my career. No, I honestly, you know, I started out as a corporate intuitive. It just happened. I just had all these business people calling me, and I still do that. Um, and then I thought, oh, well, I'll do mediumship, and and I still do some of that. But by far, what I do is angelic work. And I did not set out saying, I'm going to be an angel expert. No, my angels just took me softly by the hand and they guided me lovingly step by step by step until I was there and until my eyes could be opened. Uh, I I did talk about um, how when I was studying with my mentor, my last mentor, Suzanne Wilson, like it was for mediumship, but what, what actually like it honed those skills and prepared me to do professional work. But I think the biggest thing that came out of that was realizing that I can take my natural close relationship with angels, my God-given ability to see, hear, and feel them and help other people learn how to do that for themselves with their own angels never occurred to me. So there's these little epiphany moments that just kind of go, ah, aha, oh, that's what I can do. And so you don't you don't know exactly where you're headed. You think you know where you're headed, but whatever you're doing right now, even if it has nothing to do with spirituality, metaphysics, or healing, you are doing exactly what you're meant to do. And what I mean by that is that it's like your life, you're working towards your, your life purpose, your mission is like a puzzle that you don't even know is there. And there's all these pieces of the puzzle that must be put into place. And when they're all in place, you are prepared to do your life purpose, to be successful with it, to move forward and thrive with it. But you don't even know you're putting that puzzle together. And I would say God and the angels are putting that puzzle together. So what happens is, you know, you, you're led to go to school for something. You work, you work a job or a career. There's a puzzle piece. You have a relationship. That's a piece of the puzzle. You take some classes again, another piece of the puzzle. You study, you you take a course with someone, that's another piece of the puzzle. Then you do something else for a living, another piece of the puzzle goes into place until the last one goes in. And then there is that aha moment for you where you see why all of this happened. You know, why did I need to go? Why did I need to work in radio for those years? Why did I have that seg- that 16-year career in mental health if what I'm meant to do is work in spirit in the spiritual field? Because I needed that. I needed to work in radio to gain business and marketing skills. And I'm so comfortable talking, you know, having a podcast, having a talk show back then. And translating that into a podcast now, that's one of the reasons I'm very comfortable doing this. It is natural for me because I had that experience and I know how to run a business. I know uh, the business side of business. And a lot of people going into the spirituality healing field do not have that. So thank you, God. Thank you, angels, for guiding me there. And then there's that 16-year stretch in mental health. Loved it. Oh my gosh. I I can't say enough good things about how good it felt to work in that field. 
And with the clients I worked with, I loved them so much. I still have good friends who work, friends I worked with in that business who are still in the field and some have gone on to other things themselves. If you're a light worker, I think part of what I'm telling you is along the way of putting that puzzle together to figure out what your life purpose is, you're going to have some jobs and relationships and friendships that don't make sense to you. Can't figure out why you got in and what happened. Why did I spend time here? It was never a waste. None of it was a waste. There's a reason. There's a skill, a person, there's something, experience, something that you got from that, that you're getting now. So if you're out there and you're working an office job, you're working a service job, but you really want to work in spirituality or healing metaphysics, you're on your way. Even if you can't see it right now, as long as you keep that in your heart and your intention is to move forward, your intention is to find what it is that you're meant to do that really fulfills you, then you're on your way. And it comes down to trust. You know, um, I cannot say this enough how important it is to come to a place of trust in in your own angels and guides, in a higher power, in yourself, your own higher self that you carry within you always, that you are being led step by step, doing exactly what you're supposed to do, headed to exactly where you're meant to go. And so if you are in a place like I was, where you're feeling an inner push to make a change to something, maybe you don't even know what it is yet, but you love what you're doing, you're past, you're still passionate about what you do, most of the time that means it's not time for you to make that shift yet. Not always, because like I said, for me with mental health, I loved it. I didn't want to change, but it was time, you know, and I just didn't, I couldn't see it and it's okay. It's not important that I could see it. What's important is I could hear my angels and I listened to them and did what they told me to do. Because if we don't do that, then some serious bumps can happen worse than bumps. Um, you could end up in a dark night of the soul. I, I've mentioned before that the three times in my life that I've had dark nights of the soul were because I wouldn't listen to my angels. They were very adamantly telling me what I needed to do or avoid doing. And I just thought I knew better. And so I did what I wanted to do. And I ended up in a very serious dark night of the soul. We have free will. You know, that's one of the main reasons we're here having this human experience is to make decisions for ourselves. So I don't think it's healthy to have angels make every decision for us. I think we need to think for ourselves and and use our minds, use our hearts, use our intuition, um, use our experience to make the best decisions for us. Nobody can make the best decision for you. So um, I just cannot cannot tell you um, how important it is to listen to your angels. So something else that could happen if you ignore your angels and you just do what you think is best instead, you can end up in a toxic relationship, whether it's romantic or a friendship or a business relationship, you could end up in a business partnership that's just awful, that you end up losing money or or all your money. You could end up uh, being hurt because you put yourself in danger when you were warned to not go somewhere, not go to, not involve in something, and you did anyway. Uh, there comes a point when, when you're hearing it 
after one after another, those messages in your head from your angels, and they become more urgent and they do become more urgent. Know that Um, if they think it's super important, they, they just get louder and more frequent and more urgent. So you can ignore those because you have free will and you get to decide, but your decision to ignore that could take you off your path for good. It could take you off your path for a long period of time. It could, it could deplete your health or your energy or your finances so that it's very difficult to make it on the path and do what you originally were trying to do, your original goals for yourself with your life purpose. Um, you could end up with so much baggage that it's a lot of weight, you know, emotional weight to be dragging around or financial weight to be dragging around that it, it's really hard to move toward that which you know is right for you. So I think that's one of the the most important reasons why it's worthwhile doing the exercises and learning how to hear your angels clearly and sort that from your thoughts, since you'll hear them as thoughts in your head, uh, learning to discern your thoughts from angelic messages, noting how often you're hearing them, keeping a a journal so that you can write down the day, the time, what you heard so that you can look and go, oh my gosh, they have said that 17 times in the last month. That's urgency, my friend. (laughs) That That is angels giving you an urgent message. Um, if you read my book, you know uh, what I was telling you when I was in the middle of my last dark night of the soul, and my angels were saying, you need to write a book. You need to host a show. I'm like, no, I need to try to survive this day. Just try to get through this madness. But they never stopped. And I'm sure they said it hundreds of times before I was in a position where I could move forward with that. Clearly, I did because there's my book in the background, and here I am hosting yet another podcast. I've had one before this one. So, um, you know, I did do what they tell me, and and sometimes you aren't in a position to do what they tell you at that moment. How did I finally get them to kind of calm down? I said, listen, I can't do it now. I know you don't understand it because you're not never been in human form. So you don't understand, but I cannot physically do what you're asking me now. But as soon as I can, I promise you I will. And I meant it. And they started easing up. They never stopped. I think they were afraid I might forget about it or something if they stopped telling me about it. Write a book, host a show. Um, So I I did do it, you know, as soon as I could. And there's going to be things like that in your life too. You know, you'd like to say that you're perfection itself. And every time your angels tell you to do something, you jump and you immediately do it. But that would not be true. You know, I don't, I don't know anyone who is able to do that a hundred percent. You do the best you can and you can't even do it if you're not tuned in to hearing the messages from your angels So the difference is that inner push is a deep feeling within yourself, just a feeling I need to do. I need to make change it. I, or I'm not really feeling passion for this anymore, or I know there's a change coming. I just don't know what it is. Maybe it'll cause you anxiety if you don't want to make that change. And then the angelic messages are thoughts in your head, but that are them speaking to you. But again, it's out of context to your thinking. It's not something you would say, not something you were thinking about. 
once in a while, yeah, it might be in a direct response to a conversation or your thought, but very often you're thinking, why am I thinking of that right now? Bingo, hello, right, wave the flag, because that means your angels are talking to you. So if you would like to know how to handle a situation like this, if you'd like to know more about navigating this particular situation, I hope you'll join me over on my Patreon page where I will be sharing with you some insider bits on this, getting into the meaty parts of it. And in the meantime, let me tell you that next Sunday's topic is angelology. I think you're really going to like that. It's a book and it's actually a a study. So you'll be learning more about angel angelology next week. And in the meantime, may your angels surround you. May your angels protect you every moment, every day of your life. I'll see you next week. So...